Good evening, everyone. This is Jordan McNamara for News to News Radio. Late night radio here on the big 2G Media Radio Network. We are just having an astounding response from all of you out there in the audience. On the last two shows, talking about the mysterious, the paranormal, the things we don't understand, you know. All the things in the world we want to know more about. Why does that happen? How does that go on? All the questions we don't know the answers to. I got a special guest tonight. She's back to go in-depth into this whole UFO and psychic stuff. Catherine Jamie Malou, she saw a UFO off the coast of San Diego in La Jolla. It was not a hoax. It was caught on video. It was seen by the CIA. Department of the Navy and a whole bunch of other things Pacific Command, Central Command whatever the hell those yeah, things are I don't know, I'm not in the military get me my she's back and she's gonna just go in depth we got a special hour long show tonight Thank welcome you. my guest Catherine Jamie Onamalu Welcome back, Catherine. Oh, hold on. Um, okay. I'm right there. I'm just popping a couple of pills. Um, hi, I'm back. Hi, Catherine. Um, it's so good to be here uh, on this longer, in-depth format where we can really get into some oh. really incredible stuff. I think it's going to be a really amazing show with what you have to share uh, this week. So far, it's just been amazing. The phone's oh, been ringing off the hook. It's not a call-in show, but people call in, leave their comments. Oh, that's wonderful. Like, who is that woman? <laughs> you know, I want to interview her. Yeah, I'm famous. And on and on, testimonials, people saying they saw the same thing oh, that you God. saw. Oh, my God. A few nights ago here in San Diego. Yeah, I know. It was... It was really amazing yeah. that it chose me to send the messages through. Unbelievable. Um, and I think that's really amazing that other people saw that. What an opportunity. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me to get my message out and my story. Right here on international radio, here on News to News Radio, heard coast to coast. My guest is Catherine Jamie Anamalo. So Hi, I don't even know where to begin because yeah. uh, I'm basically going to follow your lead. I told uh, the producer we're not going to have any questions because, <laughs> you know, this is yeah. unknown territory. And this is totally uncharted territory. I have weird. no idea what to ask. Yeah. Why don't you start us off, Catherine? Take us down a path and I'll try to keep up. 
Okay, well, I just wanted to go over a few notes. Um, I've been up for three days. I have not slept uh, since the sighting. No kidding. Um, God. And yet I'm not tired. I'm very relaxed. Wow. Yeah. I don't have any stress. Uh, my temperature's been fine. I'm not sweating. Huh. My appetite's been fine. I mean, I'm just, like, fine. I don't know if I'll ever... Oh, my God. ...sleep again, but, um... A lot of... A lot has been coming through, yeah, and I could, I could go over that. Oh, yes! Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I just wanted to go over a few things that some people may not know about. Okay. Um, Yep. The CIA has posted its CIA record search tool database online. Really? Um, and that means that the public can search through 930,000 declassified documents. Wow, my God. That's like over 12 million pages in all. Oh, and geez. this is now just being made accessible to the public for the very first time. Wow. Um, no one, you know, in the public has the time to go through that many files. Right, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to give you some of the highlights. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, with my special access program, um, I'm able to tell a few of the things. So okay. There's at least five decades of CIA papers. Um, right. So, you know, it's kind of like the greatest hits of the CIA <laughs> on this UFO stuff. Alrighty. Uh, now, the document trove, you know, as we like to call it, um, CREST, C-R-E-S-T, right. was originally declassified um, and made available to the public, CIA but only in person, because uh, oh. you had to go to, like, a specific computer in a special room at the National Archives in Maryland, wow. and I'm it's telling you, it was reasons. like, I heard, um, you know, a couple of my friends in the firm, you know, Tanya Blythwick, uh -huh. um, was telling me that digitizing that many files has been quite a process. You oh know? My, I like can't even imagine. In 2014, wow. the CIA said it would take up six years oh, you know, total to get it online. Yeah. So to speed it up, um, there's this one journalist named Michael Best. I don't oh. know if you know him. Yeah. He launched a Kickstarter campaign um, to go to the National Archive Crest computers. That's what we call them, the Crest right. com special computers and print out each page of the database one by one, scan it. Good God. And then digitally publish uh, the entire archive that way. What a nightmare. Um, and it's probably better for all of us that he didn't actually have to do that. I mean, oh, can you imagine? That's no. like the old school Kinko's. Oh, you know? yeah. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't, I'm ass. so glad I didn't have that gag. Oh, <laughs> I bet you are so... So Crest and yeah. all of this. Okay, keep going. I don't even know what to ask. So you just talk. I'm going to do a lot of listening tonight. Okay, I'll just continue. So there's probably not a lot that's, you know, really shocking inside all these really? documents. But <laughs> I'd like to see it, though. You know, ability for people to access them will oh, yeah. um, help legitimize uh, researchers, oh, academics, yeah. authors, you know, curious citizens, yeah. uh, the tinfoil hat society, oh, yeah. you know, and all those kinds of people. Yeah, you know, our whole real, audience. It's Love real it. nerds. Right. Um, Love it. Staring through their telescopes every night at the stars, oh, yeah. wondering, are we alone? Yeah. Um, what What's is that macaroni going to be done in the microwave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hot know, dogs. Like, I know what that, I know what that's like now. Yeah. Um, because I've had an almost abduction where they almost right. sucked me up into the UFO to do experiments on me, but they didn't, and instead they channeled through me. Right. 
because they knew I'd probably, you know, sock them a good one in the kisser if they ever messed up my hair. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so anyway, back to the serious information. Oh, this is fascinating. So let's just continue listening. You know, uh, my friend Nick Cullither, he's a historian at Indiana University who specializes in U.S. foreign relations and intelligence, and he said... It's mostly just magazine and newspaper articles from all over the world, you know, but that's kind of interesting because it's like a total collection of things people were reading, you know, at the time, and it gives you a sense of how the CIA was perceiving the world. That's what Nick said. And he recommends, like, spending, I mean, like, all day, just, like, 10 hours familiarizing yourself with this database. Um, so you can get up to speed on the collection, the documents, and, um, I mean, if you have that kind of time, but a lot of the nerds do, you know. So there's a whole section that's just going to make your audience pee their pants, because it's devoted to what we call secret writing. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like German disappearing ink recipe, okay? I mean, the real spy shit here. It's like real spy shit. And while that sounds kind of redundant, you yeah. know, secret writing, right. the secret refers to the recipe of the invisible ink oh. and the strategies that the spies would use for generating covert handwritten notes, uh -huh. uh, invisible photography. Invisible um, photography. Not the most current technology by okay. any means. All right. But it's great for the spy buffs. Oh, out I there. would I love mean, like, that. real amazing. Yeah, I would love to go through that. I don't have the time. <laughs> So that's why I'm, I'm glad you're telling us oh, all this information because I don't have time to sit for 10 hours mm -hmm. and just go through CIA files. I do. So, uh, yeah. but I'm sure the audience is just loving this. Let's continue. Okay, so here's a section everyone's been waiting for. UFO photos and oh, analysis. God, yes. <laughs> that's what everyone wants, right? Oh, that's so what we want. Scully and Mulder, these two dudes, would probably be disappointed by what's available in these files. Oh, yeah. But for the rest of the people, it's so cool to look through these articles oh and the investigations God. that the CIA compiled yeah. about aliens no from other planets oh, you and UFOs. And, you know, I'm just saying, like, for the true believers out there, don't worry. This is just the stuff they chose to declassify. No okay? shit. There's so much more oh, that I can't tell you, Jordan. You are kidding me. And, um... Wow. Yeah. There's a report on the Berlin Tunnel Project declassified in 2007. It's a CIA history telling the story of a joint mission between the CIA and British Secret Intelligence uh -huh. Service, uh, SIS, yeah. to tunnel into Soviet-occupied Berlin and tap the phone lines. I heard something about this. At the Soviet Army headquarters, an informant tipped off the project to the Soviets who led the Allied forces to continue with it anyway huh. until very publicly revealing its existence in 1956. Spy games, as we say. Yeah. Total spy games. Oh my God, this <laughs> is amazing. So is there anything else real juicy, you know, UFO kind of juicy stuff? Um, well, if I said Project Stargate, oh would you be God. interested in hearing about that? Oh, story? shit, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I thought you would. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I can tell you. Oh, my God. So everyone, oh, my God. I Just the title alone. <laughs> I know. Project 
Stargate in the CIA declassified files. Lay it on us, Catherine. What is Project Stargate? (laughs) Okay, it's a whole file that was declassified in the 90s. Yeah. About using psychic powers and telepathy for military applications. You've got to be kidding me. Is that delicious? I mean, there's reports on possible Soviet youths of parapsychology. Really? Uh, research findings about telepathic remote viewing. Oh I know a lot about that. Um, you do? And there's also some rather disturbing sketches of a metal structure. Um, there's also a real creepy um, ad, you know, advertisement for the Buffalo Bill Wax Museum in Colorado. Uh-huh. Um, the whole file is amazing. I mean, you wow. just would not believe it. It's just... It's really amazing. Oh, my and God. I, what this has to do with what I experienced with a UFO is yes. some pretty amazing things um, that I'd like to go into if you still are interested in hearing about declassified files. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, just, this is like, I'm a kid in the candy <laughs> store. Let's it's just amazing. tell us everything, Catherine. Okay. This is so fascinating. This is a first here on News to News Radio, hearing it directly from someone who used to be in the CIA. Are you yes, still with well, them? Just, uh, but scratch that. I don't want yeah. you to get in trouble. Yeah. Declassified files from the CIA. Very serious. Directly from my guest tonight, mm-hmm. Catherine Jamie Onamaloo. I'm a celebrity. Former yeah. stripper, now turned motivational yeah, speaker, That's who right. saw a UFO. I did. In her yard. Channeled through me. In La Jolla. It chose me. Next to Mitt Romney's house. Yeah. Off the coast of San Diego. Yeah. Totally confirmed mm-hmm. by the U.S. Navy and Department of Defense and the Pentagon. She was telling the truth about her experience. Yeah. All right, Catherine, continue. <sighs> it's so moving. Um, well, it's amazing. I'm a little emotional it's about just, this. Yeah. I know. Well, now I'm going to lay one on you because... <laughs> Something else. Here we go. Some research was done Get on ready. Um, the Phoenix Lights. Oh, yeah. You know, on the governor. I remember that. And on Fox TV talking yeah. about this. Oh, it was and the it real was deal. Real thing. It was an enormous aircraft. Yes. And um, something that we know about in the CIA is there's a lot of historical reference uh-huh. to Alexander the Great seeing UFOs. I don't know if you what? know that. No. But it's in the record. What? Yeah. And we have the proof. I, I'm speechless. So yeah. what the hell does Alexander the Great seeing UFOs have to do with the Phoenix Lights? About 700 people saw the Phoenix Lights. And... You know, they scrambled a couple of fly- of fighters. They did. Um, okay. Wow. And the enormous I... craft was about in front of them. Uh-huh. It was about a mile long. The UFO? I mean, this is way beyond that is anything that mind-blowing. is of this earth. That, oh, yeah. That is. They said they could have landed on it. Oh, Jordan. my God. I Our can't... military aircraft could have landed. I can't even imagine. This. On the UFO I that just... flew over Phoenix. I'm speechless. And the lights that were shown in a triangular formation were not flares 
which are you know flares. spit out for anti-aircraft flares. Oh you know? right, yeah. And so right, it wasn't the flares. What was it? Yeah, I got a what itch on some of my base makeup is coming off. Oh, okay, I'll let you deal with it. Under my fingers, Jocelyn, could you give me a tissue because my base and my rouge is coming off, and I just smeared my lipstick. And I'm on the radio, I want to look good. Okay, so... Okay, so, um, anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, now, uh, we're talking with Catherine Jamie on a Yeah, I'm here. UFO expert, she had a sighting. She's talking about declassified files from the CIA. Mm -hmm. If you're just tuning in, this is the first. I've never heard any of this before. This is really just mind-blowing. Oh, it's... I know. I mean, I'm exposed to this kind of all the time. amazing information yeah. all the time, and it's mind-blowing even for someone like me. <laughs> Just, um, oh my God. So, I'll tell you the connection between yeah. the Phoenix Lights and that giant, mile-long, massive aircraft, uh -huh. and Alexander the Great, because oh. the CIA knows about that. I cannot I wait mean, to hear this. We know everything. We, wow. we know everything. I bet. <laughs> I don't uh, doubt it. One of the most famous historical stories is when you read the UFOlogical, the what? It's called UFOlogical oh, literature. Oh, right, right, right. That's all over the internet because there's all kinds of junk online that's yeah. not true. Um, oh, yeah. But there's these alleged UFO sightings of Alexander the Great, and supposedly it started in 1959 when Frank Edwards, who's an American writer and a broadcaster um, had a book called Stranger Than Science. Huh. Okay? Never heard of it. And what he says, and I quote Jordan, get this, Alexander the Great was not the first to see them. Holy shit. Nor was he the first to find them troublesome. Oh he tells of two strange craft that dived repeatedly at his army wow. until the war elephants and the men and the horses all panicked and refused to cross the river where the incident occurred. Oh my God. What did they look like? Historians describe them as great shining silvery shields spitting fire around the rims. Things that came from the skies and returned to the skies, Jordan. Oh, my God. Wow. So you're saying that what Alexander the Great saw looked mm -hmm. like a big shield. That's like a right. You know, sword and a shield, that like a battle correct. shield. That is correct. Okay. Yes. And so we think the Phoenix Lights. Yeah. Craft or whatever you want to call spaceship, it. Spaceship, right, the UFO. also in the shape of a giant shield. Okay. And for all we know, Jordan. What? It's the same shield craft that Alexander the Great saw. Oh I mean, god. think about that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I... Same one. Sorry for the dead air, but I, I no, am... okay. I totally understand. It's declined. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even know what to say. You just totally mm -hmm. stopped my mind on that one. My brain is gone. Yeah. 
keep talking. This, <laughs> this is fast. Yeah, it's, um, well, you get used to it when you're on the inside like I am. Um, we're not sure, obviously, if it's the same craft, but right. um, very interesting that over 700 people saw the craft in Phoenix wow. and described it. That's right. It was in the papers. Yeah. With fire coming out of the bottom. A shield with fire. lights. Yeah. And, um, Unbelievable. you know, during the siege of Tyre in the year 332 BC, strange flying objects were observed. Johann Gustav Droyen, in his History of Alexander the Great from 1833, it does not cite this intentionally because he thinks it's just a fantasy mm -hmm. of, you know, Alexander's soldiers, you know, smoking the weed or whatever the right. hell. Right, and they made it up. But, um, right, it's a lie. Yeah. It does say that the fortress could not be taken down. Its walls were 50 feet high and constructed so well that no, you know, amount of force was able to destroy it. Well, the Tyrians, you know, had some of the greatest technicians and builders of war machines at the time. Right. And they intercepted in the air these arrows that were, and projectiles that were hurled by the catapults in the city. You know, we've seen those in the movie. Right, that's right. Well, one day, there appeared over the Macedonian camp what has been described as flying shields. No kidding. That's what they called them. God. That flew in a triangular formation. Oh my God. Led by an exceedingly larger shield. Oh my God. And the others were flying over Tyre while thousands of warriors on both sides stood and watched this in the sky in total amazement. Uh -huh. And suddenly, out of the largest shield craft came a lightning flash that blasted the walls of right. the fortress uh -huh. and destroyed it. Wow. And uh, it was like they liquefied the walls. Wow. And um, these flying shields hovered over the city until it was completely stormed. Um, and then they just disappeared, completely, oh. quote, melting into the sky. Oh my, that gives me chills. And um, no one mentions their sources and how they know this sort of thing, but it is really fascinating. Oh, it is fast. Um, it is how fast. different sources throughout history, historians of Alexander the Great talk about these shields of the sky. Right. And that's what the Phoenix lights were. And that is what the Tic Tac thing that appeared that to me yes. flew up into the sky it to flew meet oh my God. a ginormous mile long shield craft. You know, this is just, this is so mind-blowing to me, I know and it. I do this show all the time, got all kinds of guests on, you yeah. see, you know. <laughs>
the stupid stuff like oh. Bigfoot, you know. Oh, it's God. like, you know, the C <laughs> does the CIA <laughs> have any files on Bigfoot? I'm just no. asking. No, we don't. Okay, it's so, not real. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't think shit. there's a Bigfoot. No, no, there But so many shit. people, mm -hmm. regular, you know, ordinary, everyday Americans That's have seen people. these UFOs. That's right. That's right. And no one has seen Bigfoot. No, no. <laughs> and we've seen oh, God. big things in the sky. Shields. Our military has seen them. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, this stuff is happening. It's real. Yes, yes. Is there any connection between all the different sightings? Does the mean? CIA use their computers to see if there's any, you know, does Phoenix have more UFOs than um, Mexico City or okay. Great Britain? Or, you know you know what I'm asking? I, it's I like, do. are there patterns? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, there's a few patterns yeah. um, that oh I can tell you um, that I am at liberty to say. Oh, and good. I will be losing my own personal freedoms or liberty right. if I tell you. Right. Um, and I can tell you and I won't have to tell you. Oh, so one of the major patterns oh. is, is that they seem to be very interested in the major military bases oh, yeah. of the world. Yeah. Uh, like uh, U.S. military bases, Russian military bases. Uh, military bases of Germany, um, the United Kingdom, uh -huh. uh, England, uh -huh. Mexico, Brazil, uh -huh. China, yeah. Japan, Korea, Jeez. Saudi Arabia, oh my God. Israel, it just... uh, Egypt. I oh, mean, the list wow. goes on and on and on. On and on! And so oh, they took all these military bases have seen these. Um, and oh then whether God. they have ships or airplanes, you know, the military. Right. Different members of the militaries from around the world have all seen these things. Oh, my God. So that's the first pattern. And just hold on. Um, I've got to run on my pantyhose. And I want to make sure it doesn't spread. I'm just going to smoosh some of this uh, nail polish on it. Because nail okay. polish can prevent runs in pantyhose. Okay, so... Hold on just a moment. My guess is... would you get me that nail polish? Okay. You're on the radio, and you want to interrupt. I'm still here, Jordan. I'm talking with Catherine Jamie out of Lou tonight here with me, Jordan McNamara, on the News to News Radio Show, her coast-to-coast coast across America. Oh, We're God. talking about UFOs and how the truth is finally... Well, it's not coming out. Oh, no. It's out. It's out. The yeah. CIA has declassified files. It's been all over the news. Uh -huh. We know about the Phoenix lights, the Marfa lights, oh, the no. big fleet no. that flew over Mexico City in the 90s or whatever the hell that was. I can't talk Every about major that. military in right. the world mm -hmm. knows and has seen them. And now we're finding out more about how long throughout history these things may have, you know, been coming around. They may have yeah. always been here. That's what we're talking about now. I think so. Shaped like shields, big giant triangles in the sky. Maybe you've seen one. And if you haven't, maybe they have seen you. Yeah. We're talking about UFOs and what it all means. Especially now, I mean, you know, why is this happening now? Oh, I know. You know? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I mean, it's so real. Uh, 
And what's really fascinating is, I want to tell you this next part. Now, this is going to get a little, it's going to sound religious, but I'm not pushing Jesus or okay. anything, okay? Right. It's just, you got to hear some of the historical literature on I get it, it yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to know, okay? And it's like, don't listen and say like, oh, whatever, you know. Right, no. This is stuff that we got to look at at the CIA, too. Our audience would love it. History has a long arc. Right. Or as we like to say, we need to think in long phrases, not individual moments in time. But is there a common thread? Right, a pattern. Not only this century. But does it link to last century? And then what does that link to? And then what does the last thousand years link to? Wow. And this thousand years links to the previous thousand years. And what is happening right now, Jordan, and this is where it's going to get really, I mean, if you're not freaked already, I'm fascinated. I'm going to tell you is probably going to push you way over the edge. <laughs> and it's got the wow. classic combat uh -huh. between those who believe in God and those who don't but believe in science. Uh -huh. And as far as the CIA is concerned, there are not two sides to this argument. They are the same thing. Okay. And I'm going right. to tell you right now. I'm going to read you this really interesting um, I'm ready. I'm all ears. Bit of writing. I'm just going to listen. That they had me review the other night when uh, I reported my sighting, you know, and I told them right. my, the security cameras inside, you know, caught it well, on my monitor. Yes. You remember that? The so footage, right. For the audience who didn't hear that show, go back and hear that yeah, show. Yeah, go back and hear that I show. I explain that. I want to go into it again. Okay, right. But the CIA reviewed the footage before the UFO deleted it or took it or whatever the hell Yeah, happened. that just disappeared. And then we had a very interesting discussion. I stayed on the phone and I was talking with uh, two of my girlfriends back at Langley. We were going over this Kathy Mackey and Anne-Marie Sesspatch. Uh-huh. We were going over the details on this historically and what it has to do with the planets in their unique placement at this time. What? Because, you know, we look at the planets in our solar system, <laughs> we don't really think anything of it, okay? They're up there, yeah. whatever, and blah, blah. Right. They're, the CIA takes a little bit different view um, <laughs> as sort of this very mechanical approach that scientists like to take is yeah. not necessarily what the CIA thinks about the planets and the asteroids and okay. Wamumu, um, you know, that strange object that kind of zipped in. Oh, that right. We might, well, I can't talk about that, but um, you can't. it's pronounced Wamumu. Okay. It's not um, what other people say. I, I don't know how people are mispronouncing it, but Umumu, it's Wamumu. Uh, yeah, whatever, and it's whatever. The, you know, oblong stone looking okay. that changed its speed when it entered our yeah. solar system. That could be and an alien craft. It seemed to be yeah. watching us. That's and what I it think is going early. on. Uh -huh. We have deduced in the CIA that Wamumu arrived early. What? So that it could have a great conjunction at this point in history with the placement of Wamumu in our solar system. Uh huh activating the key star coordinates of some very interesting star placements, Jordan, uh, fixed 
placements in our solar system that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But it is known as the Bahanian star glyphs. What? The Bahanian star glyphs um, are famous to astrologers, but the general public has probably never heard of it. What's going on right now, this week, and for the month of June? This is blowing your mind, okay? You've heard of Antares? Yes, okay? yes. Have you heard of Aldebaran? No. Aldebaran is a fixed star. Okay. Next to Sirius and next to Capella. Okay. Capella is next to the Pleiades, which is next to Angle. And then it's like a few more, and then you've got Antares, Alfeca, okay, Arcturus, okay. Some of your audience will know what I'm talking about. Okay. There's a fixed star Regulus. I'm talking about Aldebaran. Right now, astrologically speaking, the storyline that's going on is Aldebaran is directly across from Antares. Our President Trump has Aldebaran and Antares in his astrological chart. No kidding. And people with these two seemingly opposing forces, Antares deals with, um, I'm talking archetypally now, I'm not talking literally, okay? okay. So I'm not talking about, you know, red horns and a pitchfork devil, but okay. Antares <laughs> traditionally deals with Lucifer, the forces of darkness. Aldebaran is mythologically, you know, not archaeologically, <laughs> well, I guess I could, but um, archetypally deals archetypally, with yeah. uh, Archangel Michael. Okay. John F. Kennedy had this set up. He had a lot of energy coming at him from both directions. Oh, dear. And he was assassinated. Right, right. President Trump oh, has Antares oh, and Aldebaran oh, in his astrology chart. And the CIA knows this. Okay. What's, what? We've got things coming from all directions, <laughs> not just all around the world, but from our own media. I'm trying And also this. the battle within him. Uh-huh. You know, he tells one thing one day, says oh, the opposite yeah. of it I the mean, next day, and he tweets it. We've yeah. got a record, yeah, yeah. Jordan. I'll bet. Well, yeah. And I'll what do. no one's talking about, which I am now going to give you full disclosure on, is what Aldebaran and Antares placements in the sky with Momomo is this is so what? it's called the four royal stars okay interesting that um you know for all the people interested in the illuminati her royal majesty queen elizabeth recently named the successor and of course it's you know it's yeah, prince charles prince charles but everything is lining up right now in the stars with the cross of aldebaran with what are called the four royal uh, stars. Okay. And, so, and I'd like to go into that now if we still have time, Jordan. Yeah, we still have it's time. very important. Okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear this because now I have no, I'm just listening. So I'm not criticizing you. I have no idea what it's you're talking your about, mind. where you're going with this. Mm -hmm. I'm very fascinated to know. <laughs> Uh, when you say things like the planets are lining up yeah. and an asteroid comes out of nowhere and in it's early so that it can line up for this great conjunction of the planets and fixed stars, uh, I'm all ears. I am all ears. Okay. Please continue. Okay, I'm just going to read you uh, 
other stack right there. Thank you, dear. Okay. I'll be down to watch Wheel of Fortune just to, when I'm done with the call. Okay, yeah. Ellen, let's watch like a, let's do like some Netflix or something. Okay. So the four royal stars are the bright stars in the four cornerstone constellations. The book of Enoch in the Bible explains that the stars are named for the Lord's most faithful servants. And the constellation symbolism is clear enough to indicate just who these stars represent. Enoch shares with us the great secret meanings of the stars and their names, which has been overlooked until now, and the CIA has files on this, Jordan. In the book of Enoch, it says, I beheld another splendor in the stars of heaven. I observed that he called them all by their respective names. I inquired of the angel and explained to me secret things what their names were, and he answered, a similitude of those has the Lord of Spirits shown here. They are the names of the righteous who dwell upon the earth and who believe in the name of the Lord of Spirits forever and ever. That's in Enoch 43, one through two. This is indeed the great secret. You know, what are the stars that are named for the Lord's faithful servant? Well, Enoch mentions that he saw that there are seven principal stars. That's in Enoch 18.14. And he shortly after that point lists the names of the seven angels. Using the key of star naming, we can infer that those seven stars are most likely named for the seven principal angels all of whom at some time have lived or will live on the earth. Enoch also notes that the four of the seven angels are the most important. They are called the presiding angels, okay? These are what the Bible calls the seraphim. We are about to witness the great conjunction, Jordan, with the battle between Antares and Aldebaran. Is what astrologically, using those names, is what we would call the battle between the forces of good and evil. And the four stars that form the cross of Aldebaran are ruled by Archangel Michael. Michael is the angel of whom we know the most from the scriptures, and he is even explicitly identified because the word Michael means like unto God. Michael's identified in the scripture as the archangel. You can look it up in Jude 1 and 9 um, and a bunch of other things. Meaning that he presides among the seven holy angels. The book of Enoch explicitly states this term. It says, Michael, one of the holy and glorious angels who were with me, who presided over them. He's often numbered as the seventh angel, but he's the chief angel, even as the seventh president of the Quorum of Seventy presides over the others. And the fact that Michael presides is an indication that Michael is associated with the lion, the king of beasts, who presides over four cornerstone constellations. And just as a little bit of not so minor trivia, Trump 
is a lion. Now the scriptures explicitly identify Michael as being the same as Adam, or what we call Adam, the okay. first man created, and the right. father of the entire human family, you know, the ancient right. days. And blah, blah, blah. Well, the fixed star Regulus is at the heart of the lion. Okay. But that's not all, Jordan. That's not all that's going on. All right, I can't, I'm just, let's take a station break. I'm Jordan McNamara on News to News Radio tonight, her coast to coast, like we are every night. I'm talking with Catherine Jamie Onamalu. We are going down the rabbit hole, people. She is ripping the veil away on declassified CIA files. We are so deep into something now that I couldn't even recap it for you if my ass depended on it, so... Just listen in. We're right. Uh, we've only got about 10 minutes left of the show, Catherine, so I cannot wait to hear what all these star things and the planets and Wamumu and, and Wabaji and Kanachi and Origami and whatever the hell you're saying, how it all lines up with the UFOs. Take it away. Oh, I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm back now. Um, so what I wanted to tell you was that the angel Fanuel, Fanuel, P-H-A-N-U-E-L. Everyone needs to look it up. The name Fanuel right, in the book up. of Enoch in yeah. the Bible means the face of God. And there are several clues relevant to these fixed star placements that I think your audience will find fascinating. First of all, Enoch was told that Fanuel presides over repentance uh-huh. and the hope of those who will inherit eternal life. That's in Enoch 40, verse 9. Okay. In a way, that clue alone really narrows down the prospects. After all, how many men in history have a legitimate claim to be the one who presides over the hope of all who will inherit eternal life? I mean, you know, I mean, the well, CIA right. knows this. Second, the constellation corresponding to Fanuel must be the bull of Taurus. Okay. Because the other three all seem to be clearly identified with one of the other three angels. But the order in which the angels' names were given matches the order of the four cornerstone constellations. Okay, as I've already said, one symbolism of the bull is that it represents the kingdom of God, which will be set up in the last days to bulldoze the nations uh-huh. and to gather the tribes of Israel. Okay. Thus it seems likely that Fanuel is associated with the kingdom of God in the last days. The third clue is the location of the bright star in the constellation Aldebaran, which means the follower. Aldebaran is located in the eye of the bull, Jordan, and the eye is often the symbol of a seer. Now, we've already talked about the star's location in the figure is important. Regulus is the heart of the lion, representing emotions, okay? Uh, Fomaho is in the head of the southern fish, representing the mind. And Antares is the heart of the scorpion, Mm -hmm. representing judgment and strength. This constellation is identified with Joseph of Egypt, who was a great seer. Who then could fit the description of being a great seer who would lead the kingdom of God 
in the last days to gather the tribes of Israel and upon whom the hope for the bull with his red eye Aldebaran eternal life for even those in past ages would depend could it be anyone other than are you ready for this the prophet Joseph Smith the prophet Joseph Smith was known even by the name of his ancestor Joseph of Egypt who prophesied that a great seer would be raised up in the last days from his seed to restore the gospel. It's in two Nephi. The bull was associated with the tribe of Joseph and Joseph Smith is identified as being a literal descendant of Joseph of Egypt. Okay, the Mormons, Joseph wow. Smith. That's who we're talking okay. about, the Mormons. All right. In addition to being the great seer, he founded the kingdom of God, which the white bull represents so graphically in the prophecies of Moses and Enoch. He follows the other prophets chronologically, just as does the bull, and prepares the way for the return of Adam, the prince, at Adam Ondi Aham, as well as for the return of the savior, the king of kings. Now, without going into too deep, this is just... I just want to read you. Fanuel's testimony. Uh -huh. This is the testimony, last of all, which we gave of him, that he lives, for we saw him, even on the right hand of God, and we heard the voice bearing record that he is the only begotten of the Father, that by him and through him and of him, the worlds are and were created. Now, you heard me say worlds, plural. Right, right. What do you think that means, Jordan? Oh, God, it doesn't There's wanna... more than one world. Oh, uh, yeah. Right, planets. Overlapped with our world. Oh, my God. And that is the realm that the shields come from. And everything is lining up in the stars with Aldebaran. Oh, opposite Antares. I don't really know what this means. And we're waiting for the one. The one, the what? The what? The one, Jordan. The one. Who will clear up, and right now we're in Gemini. And for what it's worth, Trump talks like a Gemini. Talks this way, then the opposite way, then this way, then this way. It's all over his Twitter. Right. He's back and forth between Antares and Aldebaran. He's just a placeholder. He is not meant to continue in his role. He was meant to bring us to this point, but someone else. And I don't mean in the next, you know, presidential election. Right. Oh. I mean Trump is going to step aside in some way. And when JFK didn't step aside. Oh, God. We all know what happened to that. I, I, um, we're so far down the rabbit hole now, uh -huh. um, and we've only got a few minutes left, so I, I'm having trouble kind of connecting these dots. We're, we're way deep into this now. What yep. does all of this have to do with with uh, anything at this point. 
Uh, I don't doubt what you're saying. I'm just like, what, what does this have to do with anything? A way to understand this is that human beings have suffered polarization and separation from God's source uh, and completion and wholeness. Um, this is what happened to the galactic beings <laughs> as well as the story of Quetzalcoatl. Oh my God. What? Quetzalcoatl came from a galactic being, a galactic god being. Uh-huh. And in that relationship to the Earth's evolution that the Seraphim and Quetzalcoatl oh, yes. suffered along with beings of consciousness, like Archangel Michael, suffered a negative split and polarization in consciousness. Right, right. And <clears throat> there's different planetary and universal fields of creation, or what we would call dimensions. Okay. But they have been compromised in this time and space where we are. So it's important to understand, we know there's a polarization. Is our country split or is it not? Oh, yeah, it's just... This split, this schism goes yes. way beyond planet Earth. It is something that is way beyond human beings and is actually impacting many other levels of consciousness. Because it deals with the fragmentation of the fallen angels known as the Seraphim. This is really deep. This is so deep. We're coming up on August 14th. What's that? What's that? The anniversary of Quetzalcoatl's magnetic imprint. Uh Uh-huh. On that day, a portal of connection opens, revealing and healing the fallen angelic and seraphim races that have been involved with the Earth since the beginning of time. Okay. And... We all know about the blood covenant sacrifice of Jesus. Right, crucifixion. Well, there is a lot more that I can go into, but I know we're coming on the end of the show. Yeah, but, we're, um, let's, we gotta wrap it up. A lot of people have been implanted with crucifixion consciousness. Uh-huh. Um, there are humans and non-humans that are trapped in this realm, unable to move forward in you know, like our progress of, and I don't mean technology, I mean of our consciousness. Oh, right. Because we are stuck between Antares and Aldebaran. Okay. The shields have been coming and going, these spaceships, from the other dimension, because they're checking to see if we're still locked. And what the CIA does not know is if these shields, spaceships, Spaceships. I can't even say it. Yeah. Spaceships. Yeah. Were the ones that put us in this lock. Oh my God. In other words, are we just a giant Australia? Are we a giant prison planet? Oh my God. And we've been locked in this polarization ever since. Well, are it sure the shield feels like ships, it. The what? ships. What? That belong to the Seraphim. The fire people. The fire angels. Oh the my God. The fallen angels. Yeah. You know, the Guardian Founder races were the Guardian Seraphim. And they're known as the Golden Eagle Grid of the Guardians or the Horizontals. And this gets into um, astrological sacred geometry. But it is how the morphogenetic field created horizontal timelines in our dimension. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) And basically, the dark or reversal code infiltration is what forces the phenomena of fallen angelic races to live within a distorted dimension such as ours that is damaged, filled with violence. Right. We're living in that blueprint. The phenomena of demonic entities and growing Luciferian energies 
of imposters, leaders. Oh. <laughs> and distortions oh. have been spilling out all over the planet at Lies. this time. Lies, yes. The dark forces are coming out. Yes, okay. everywhere. And this holds a genetic history and relationship to the Seraphim. Jesus. And Archangel Michael is coming. Oh. And he is coming with the clouds. Oh my God. And every eye will see him, Jordan. Yes, that's the Bible. And we just might see a massive shield spaceship appear. Oh, jeez. Over Washington, D.C. Oh. Over whoa. the Pentagon. Whoa, whoa. Over the whoa, CIA. Whoa, whoa. Over NSA. This is what Over they, all the military bases of the planet. This is what they think is going to happen? The shields are coming, Jordan. Oh, my God. And what we don't know <sighs> is have they come to unlock Aldebaran. Aldebaran is a cross. I cannot tell you. What, I've been doing the... What do you mean? And I don't... It's not the upright cross of Jesus. It's like an X with the four royal stars, one star on each end. And what does that have to do with all of this? Aldebaran is the key that will unlock the polarity between Antares and Aldebaran. And that's what happens in the month of June. Oh, and we're Trump there. is a Leo. Right, right. The anniversary of Quetzalcoatl is in August. You figure it out. Everything is lining up. Oh my The change God. of life on Earth as we know it, Jordan, ends this year. What? We're actually going to be ending early. The United States, astrologically speaking, has a Pluto return coming up right. in the next several years. Right. That has nothing to do with what's going on now. Um. This is what's going on now. The Great Conjunction and the lining up of the fixed stars of Aldebaran and Antares. <sighs> and what will Trump do? He'll go back and forth. That's what he does. Oh, my God. He's the embodied. He is yes. one of the representatives yes. of the fallen angels. I get it. Oh my God, I get it. The fallen angels. I get it. Come under Lucifer. Oh they do not God. come under Archangel Michael Jordan. So, what do you say? Do you understand what I'm saying? No, no. What is. <laughs> it is quite possible. One of the darkest forces of darkness. It's on the earth right now. And the, somehow found itself in a leadership position. The devil? As the president of the United States. Oh, God. And you cannot kill a fallen angel, Jordan. <sighs> they kill us. Oh, my God. I have, uh... I know, Jordan. I have chills. All over me. Are you, you saying that Trump is the devil? No. Literally? No, no, no. That demonic energy, though, yeah. flows through him. Oh, yeah. Does. And everyone he likes to align with. All the dark All the ones. dictators of the world. Yes. Like, you know, yes. Putin, Duterte. Right. Uh, Kim Jong-un. MBS you know, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, all of them. And, um, He's very receptive to the energy of Antares. This is really bad. And he has about two months left. For what? Until the anniversary of Quetzalcoatl. What are you saying? I mean, just... 
and then it's all different. Okay. Jordan, I'm getting a call on my CIA line, and I need to uh, take that call right now. I need to get off your show and go and take that call. Oh, uh, Excuse me. Good night. Um, okay. Um, God. Um, you've been listening to... <laughs> God, I can't even think. Um, I'm not going to sleep tonight after all this. This is Jordan McNamara. We're at the end of the show. I mean, this is, this is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. Oh, you've been listening to News to News Radio. Heard coast to coast. Here on the Big GG Media Radio Network. And that's it for tonight's show. We may have two months left for life as we know it on this planet. Because according to Catherine, who saw the UFO who is going over declassified CIA documents. Something happens in August that makes life as we know it totally different on planet Earth. Thank you for listening to everyone. Um, that's it. That's it for me tonight on News to News Radio. Her coast to coast. I'm Jordan McNamara. Good night.